0: and welcome back to another episode of fantasy take tv with me jd uh, of course joining me as always is george and eno we'll get to them shortly but going through the gen today, lots to cover obviously buys very hot topic uh approaching quickly we need to make sure our structures are ready to go steel replacements the big injury from the week a lot of people affected by one of the top premiums the name going down uh, of course, we're looking at players to get, uh, especially with DPP coming up. We're going to discuss a few of the individual players in each line that look good or bad for a few reasons, and we will go through some Q&A as well. But before we jump into it, let's go around the grounds. George, uh, give me your rank, your trades, and then I want the good, the bad, and the ugly from the weekend just gone. All
1: right, let's do uh, one at a time here. We'll go with our trades. I uh, guess this is good, bad, and ugly here, but... Um... to Dawson, happy with that. We take that. That's good. Start on a positive note. Yep. We paid 670 for Max Gorn. That's bad. Got Jack Hayes all the way up to Gorn. Sold my limb, my leg, sold everything. Sold. I felt like I sold my soul because I could have just ridden the praise train, but nope. So yeah, his break even is 220. Time to trade him out again. Um, not really and this one this one was stupid so I, I, we did the trades video last week um jd jumped off for his bubble bath and then <laughs> i did you guys uh, just hang hang shit on me after i left possibly not really you have to go back and check that no, not really uh, i did a, i did pat lip why did i do that to uh young rioli who yeah scored like they probably oof. made like almost the same amount of money uh, maybe like 20K difference. So yeah, pick the wrong rookie. It was a uh, big Hamilton that we should have gone for. So yeah, I just had to get rid of a forward, got rid of the wrong one. Now I'm stuck with Cogs at the moment. So um, yeah, so yeah. Th-
0: you um, take one question at a time, but you did the good, the bad, and the ugly in your trades as well. You covered off both at
1: once. Yeah, you're smart. I'll, smart. I'll roll with that. Um, and yeah, ranked 10K, somehow ranked more than you guys. Um, yeah, I'll take it. But yeah, feel like I was trading my way out of the game trading my way back in and then back out again this week. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, hopefully we go back to do, uh, being doing better trades next week, so
2: we'll see. So, Eno, how's your week? Um I went down, mate. 2133. I don't know how many times I've been on the bottom of us 3 scores, but I feel like it's the most for sure. Um so I did Jared Berry. He had to go to Darcy Cameron. Basically, they were the same price, so that was a straight swap. So, I guess you could call that a good but um, then I got rid of Warden and Connor McDonald. So I would have liked to hold them because they got the last buy, of course. So they would have been handy, but just wanted their money. Um, and then the ugly is I got Carroll and Rioli. So I got both of the bad ones. Didn't get wow. Hamilton. So that's that's a big L. Um, and then I guess I got to mention the ugly, although I don't want to. And that's Sean Darcy's 50 against bloody wits. So... Uh it's a bad I don't want to call it ugly cuz I like the man but jeez that was bad that was bad so yeah it's not a good week Yeah and uh, this is apparently the best rock in the comp so <laughs> yeah well I mean
0: Come on, that was obvious, guys. Right? (laughs) (laughs) We all predicted that was going to happen. So twenty one seventy one for me. I think I slid a few places that back down to about sixteen k. So look, still, I think we're still in striking range, and if a few things go our way, but we've probably had enough weeks in a row now. We're at a point where like it's pretty easy to predict what players are going to do from here on out. Like what they've produced over the first nine rounds is. Probably what you're going to get at the end of the year. And our teams are just underperforming. But in terms of trades for me, Ginge, Ward, and Roses out for Zorko, Hammertime, um, Hamilton himself, and Jack Carroll, who I had to field. Unfortunately, uh, so the good for me was I was away for all weekend um, with the wife celebrating her birthday. That was great. The bad was I didn't get to watch much uh, football and the ugly was my team, especially uh, the GWS and Carlton players. What a, what a horrific game for me. Uh, I, I think I tweeted I went into to Sunday with like a 21, uh, sorry, 2350 projected, which would have been a good score for the week and ended up, um, yeah, with a middling 2171, which is, no bueno. All right. Let's uh, get into the agenda, though. Lots to cover. And I think the last couple of weeks we've been pushing two hours, uh, which I don't know some people might like, but we should probably try and get a little bit punchier, which also probably means I shouldn't host. So, buys, <laughs> let's get into it. Um, George, kick us off. Uh, heading into the buy round, what should people be thinking about? What are the hot topics this week?
1: Well, I want Rory led. He kills my buys. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do? Well, okay, the middle buy for me, I guess you've got to figure out what what buys giving you trouble and work around that so the middle buy is given me trouble um i was saying i've been saying for a few weeks now we have literally no rookies for the last spider flip like none uh except for the goat connor mcdonald who you guys want to get rid of uh, i think you'll mm-hmm. yeah i'm gonna take his 45s in the buys and run and get those extra scores so yeah it's hard to plan for i gotta pick between brayshaw suits my buy and laird who is like uber premium i think so especially they're gonna be crows have got a bit of a new look midfield so yeah trying to work around that like i think doherty i'm holding off like you want to plan i think you want to plan for an upgrade for a play in the first buy so for me doherty will be in the first buy or after the first buy i'll grab doherty um plan was probably jack steel as well for some people that's going out the window so i think hold that hold someone you can upgrade to um maybe it's like Sinclair down back or something whoever you want um but yeah I think a lot of the players we want are like middle by like dogs players um and, and whatnot so yeah so it's uh very difficult to navigate so yeah I think what's interesting I think is like next week I might do one downgrade and then the week after like round 12 I'll do nothing that's what I'm planning anyway and then round 13 we will we'll do some trades so um, yeah, it's kind of a bit of a holding period now, so see how we go. Uh, how are you looking for the buyers, Enno?
2: Yeah, I think it's a middle buy as well, mate, especially since i got Stuart already. I've got Dawson, who you just got in defence. Tack on, obviously, Tuke McCray, which we all have, and then all those bloody forwards from the Bulldogs in Sydney, which looks like we'll talk in a minute. There might be more coming. So, um, yeah, the middle buy are the one I'm struggling for the most. And then we've got Buku and rory thompson who i think both have the buy that buy as well so it's like oh, just i'm struggling for players here i've, I've clicked the round round 13 and half, my whole team just goes blank like it's i'm looking at it going oh crap i'm, I'm screwed um <laughs> so like rory i just he can't come in for me i just i don't know it's it's just too tough like i think um i have to get i have to get brayshaw or patraka but um I really want Laird or Mills even like, it's just, it's just really hard to see, see me going against it. But um, yeah, you just got to look at what your worst buy is. And I think for us too, that's definitely in the middle. I'm not sure about JD, but um, the first is fine. And then the last is going to be fine because you can always trade around it. So the way it's fallen this year is just, just going to kill us, I think. So need the rookies to play through. Um, I don't know. We just need to pray, but yeah, definitely don't trade anyone, anyone that's going to make your worst buy even worse. Cause you got to get to eighteen playing. Like you don't, if you have got less than eighteen, you just you're just doing yourself out of points. So, um, yeah. How are you looking, JD? What's what's your worst is it the middle as well?
0: Ah, uh, no. So I think the first buy looks the worst at the moment because I've got all the underperforming GWS and Carlton players, as I kind of mentioned, to have that first buy, um, which is uh, yeah, like uh, like both good and bad uh, because I think like Whitfield, Kornilio, um they can both be traded out and then eventually like Durden um, as well is going to be a decent one. And even Nick Martin looks like he may be starting to hit a wall. So there's, I've got a few trader options here, which I can kind of work around. It's just hard because obviously anyone that you trade to is then going to cop a buy anyway. So you're just shifting the problem around, but maybe I do look to move them to someone with the last buy and that can kind of help my team out. Um, so just like one question here. So round 12, which is the first buy is two weeks away. Uh you shouldn't be trading in anyone that's playing in round 12 now, right? Apart from maybe a, a really good rookie.
1: Yeah. I think you can trade to players on their buy, like the same one. So if you want to go like a Nick Martin to Doherty, I think you can do that. As long as the buy is looking okay for you. But I,
0: like, yeah. I think as, as a rule at the moment, you want to kind of make sure that you've already got at least 18 playing in each buy as of right now and then be trading to keep that or improve it and probably not getting worse. I think if you're going into like the first buy and you've only got 16 playing and you have to do two trades that week just to get to 18, not a good spot to be in. So that's probably like the broad rule I'd give. I guess like the only other thing, which we've mentioned a couple of times in different ways is just look at the rookies that you've got that are um, fattening up and when you can trade them out. So the middle buy is probably a little bit better for me than the first buy, but not by much. But I've got what McCartan and DeConning sitting on bench still that are... Mowing away nicely, but they'll be peaking out in price in the next few weeks. Those seem like good ones. I could hold until they buy. Flip both of them, kind of solve that problem pretty well. Um, so yeah, I think you're right. Like if you could hold a McDonald's or someone like that, that that makes sense because you've got great job security, even though it's poor scores, you can then flip them at the end. Um, so yeah, look for opportunities like that where you can. I think it might be a little bit harder for you know Dacos, who ideally we'd all hold, but uh, he's going to start leaking cash now, so probably one to move on. But, yeah, only other considerations for the buy there.
2: Um, All right. One quick thing is the rucks like with the buys. Like, yes. Um, I don't know how you're looking at that, but obviously, Pruce has that first one. I think I'm going to go to Gorn in that. I'm just looking at it. Like, Of course, Gorn will have the buy in round 14, but I'm pretty sweet for that. Yeah. Um, I'll probably have both rucks out. Well, I will Darcy and Gorn doing that strategy, but I think I'll be pretty sweet across the ground to cover that. So, you get obviously get Gorn score around the first buy and then he helps in the second buy, which is my worst one, but yeah, obviously Pruce will be back. So, I think I might do that, but I don't know. It's all different for everyone. Oh, I think that's um here. that's uh, exactly what I'm going to do
0: because um I've got with Wits, Pruce, and Hayes, the way it works is for round filled in the same? First... No, no, no. No. So for the first buy, Wits plays, but Bruce and Hayes are both um, uh, on their buy. So if I put Gorn in there, then you have Wits and Gorn week one. Then you have Gorn and Hayes week two. And then you have Wits and Hayes Hayes. week three. So you get perfect coverage. So, um, yeah, that's one I'm keeping up. I like uh, Flip Bruce around that first buy for Gorn. Assuming gone is fit and firing and <laughs> do the knee thing's not a real concern. I'm not sure it's if there's been there much chatter. Um, it's fine. Okay, that it feels like a bit, be of, fine. bit of <laughs> copium. It is fine. Eno, um, uh, I, I don't know. I, all I saw was there was strapping and um, I didn't get to watch a ton of the game. I was just watching scores. He didn't seem to be scoring like the gone of old, especially against the depleted. West Coast yeah. was he playing in the position you'd expect to, or was he um, you know, just kind of taking it a bit easy? What was going on in your eyes?
2: He had a pretty poor first quarter and then Jackson just rucked for like the most of the second half of it. But I'll be honest, I didn't watch much after halftime. Game was boring and the Premier League started, so you probably should ask George, although we don't want to because he's the biased owner. No, nah, he's but... gonna tell us that he's a <laughs> and like I, I, bet I, paying 680 K to was totally worth it. <laughs> I can't lie to you. I turned the game off at halftime, but <laughs> he, yeah, like the game was over at quarter time, forty to 10, forty to eight, and I think what how many points did Gorn have? George? like eight or something. So yeah, it doesn't help you scaling the rest of the game when that happens, as we know. So um, yeah, he just didn't really get scored well for the rest of the game.
1: What, what yeah. was it? it? Was
2: it was a bit, pretty large part forward, wasn't it, George? Yeah, they used Jackson more definitely. I haven't checked the CBAs, but I feel
1: like they used Jackson a lot. Gorn probably so took a bit of a backseat. Look-
2: CBAs were gone
0: 68 um, and then I assume Jackson was 32, yep.
1: Yeah, so probably, yeah. I still think he's fine. It he wasn't getting the hit out to the advantage. I think they just long trip to birth, let's go, done, let's go home.
2: It's, <laughs> it's too, too easy, easy for them, really. Uh, the, the, like, the game people was are asking, a lot of
1: time. So the only
0: other thing which I don't know if it played out or not, but people are asking if I, they should captain gone and the reason why I didn't think it was great against West Coast is just because a lot of Gorn's really big games at the moment have come from him marking around the ground, you know, getting those contested marks, whether that be in defense or on the forward line. And while West Coast is in shambles, one of the things they actually do have all right is tall stocks, especially yeah. like, you know, your McGoverns and, um, and Brass and all that, that, that could nullify that. So it just seemed like that was going always going to limit him. And if you had the injury concerns, but anyway. We yeah, he went, up for like
1: 20, he went up for like 20, 25 marks, I reckon. Just everything got spoiled. Yeah. it's so whatever. Yep. Move, go next. See how we go. All
0: right. So the big talking point um, this week for a lot of coaches is obviously Jack Steele has gone down. He got, what was it, crunched and had the AC joint um, go in the process, which is a pretty big loss to owners and a big loss to, you know, people like me and you, George, that were looking to trade him in to finish our midfields after the buy-in discounted price. I mean, it hurts. Like, I'm going to have to actually pay up for a, a different shitty midfielder when I could have got cheap steel. Like, come on. Yeah. Uh, now, does it hurt you slightly more than us? Look, debatable. Um, <laughs> but why don't we get to the crux of the matter and figure out who you should be replacing steel with this week? Because a lot of people are going to be weighing up this dilemma exactly. And there's a, a fair bit of money on him. Uh, what, what he's currently priced at?
2: Five ninety, so
0: it's not terrible. Five ninety, so not terrible. So I think, um, like, before we jump into this consideration, one this is an opportunity to fix your buys and make sure you're picking up a premium in the right buy round. And I would definitely weigh heavy consideration towards that. But if you do have some freedom, let's talk through some of the options. Top of the list is the one with the highest price and the highest break e break even is Callum Mills at 669K, 167 break even, uh, beat up on Essendon on the weekend. Uh, Apparently, I don't know, I didn't watch that game. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to go back and watch the replay either. I don't even know if you can pay me to watch the KO Mini. Um, Thoughts on (laughs) Callum Mills as the replacement option for Steele? Currently, well, he has Carlton, uh, Richmond, and Melbourne in the coming weeks. I
2: love him, man. I mean, I owned him last year just again, brought him in when I probably shouldn't have um, at a high – I think it was a deep, fairly high price as well last year. Not 670, but I think it was close to a high 500, 600. But he scores so many ways and so easily. I mean, I don't know what – his down games are the weird issue, but when he's on, like, it's it's ridiculous. I think he tunned with 14 touches on the weekend just after half time. It was like tackling machine, obviously gets the uncontested stuff. Um, you know, between the arcs, and then I don't know. He doesn't waste many possessions um, when he's on. So, yeah, I love him as an option. If he obviously was, you know, around the same price as the others, he'd be the clear number one in my eyes. But he's not. So you've just got to got weigh up. Does it does it hamper you in the coming couple of weeks for another upgrade, as we usually say? And if it does, then you, you know you can, you're saving a hundred k plus to these other guys. So it's. You just got to look at it. And then, yeah, I mean, the last thing is probably the most boring part, which we'll say for the next two or three weeks, and then just look at your buys. I mean, he's got that middle buy with all the forwards and um, it, that could stuff you around as well. So, yeah, George, what do you think on Millsy? I think he's too much money. I think if
1: you can afford him at some point, you get him last. Um, say you got six mid slots, just grab someone with a bit of value at the moment. Lead technically is value the way he's scoring. Um, and yeah, as you said, like Mills, is he going to drop a 70 or is he going to drop a 200? I don't know. He's three scores below 85 this year. So, you know, you think you're going to pick him off and then he goes big again. So I think you can go for it if you want. I think I'd save money, have a bit of money ready for upgrades in the buys. And then last, um, I don't know, maybe after the buy or in the last buy, when I mean, if you have the money, you just get to Mills because he's 670. Can't go too much higher than this. Uh, he, could, he could hit 700, but it's like we're only 30k and that's you know needs to go massive again quite a few times to get there so it's pretty hard to get there so yeah if you can get him if you want i'd probably go for someone else it's
2: cheaper and yeah have more money money ready for the buy rounds just quickly he's going to hover again because of the 167 so like you know mm. with a with a 130 or something his break even's going to go back below 100 <laughs> so yeah he'll probably drop but then he'll go up again because that's how he's been scoring but um yep. yeah. Yep.
0: I guess uh yeah, the only other things on Carl Mills is the main reason we were <laughs> off him in the preseason was the Achilles, and I think he had a couple of issues early, but we're at the point in the year where if he's completing your team, and you've got trades in the bank, you you can um be a little bit more risk seeking. We've also seen like nine games in a row when he's kind of Seems fit and firing now. It's probably less of a concern, so I probably, um, yeah, like wouldn't wait that Achilles injury history as much as we would have previously. Um, but yeah, like I mean, I said I didn't want Steele at six fifty. I didn't want Stewart at six hundred. I didn't want Gorn at six eighty or whatever it was. Um, and Mills at six seventy is pretty hard to justify for me. Even if you've got like if you've got still got more upgrades to go on the team, so probably one I would pass. Next option uh, is one that we've talked about a little bit is Laird six hundred and thirty four k one hundred and eight break even. And since he's come into the side after that broken hand, which uh, slowed him to start the year, he has been going absolutely insane on a tear. I think he's got a five round average of one twenty four. Or 125 and the three round average of 127, very consistently these last few games. George, you're the person we should be talking to about the Crows midfield.
1: Do you like what you see? Mm. Very much I like. Well, we've led. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Um, I need to go back and watch Bora again. Um.
0: (laughs) I I think since. So he came back in round three. um, From round four onwards, he's had one game under 120, and that was a 116.
1: so Laird is um, Led. He is a PhD in stat padding, this dude. He loves it. They make jo- like Brody. Like, there's been like crowds on social media stuff where they make jokes about, oh, Laird checks the stat sheet. I <laughs> did hear a story once that um, he was checking his stats after the game and then he... Um, he wasn't happy. He went to champion Data office and he was like, no, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he was checking, um, checking up on them. And he was like, you guys missed a handball. And he was losing. He's like, oh no, we can't fix it now. And then like, I don't know, he grabbed the interns, I don't know, rice and like flicked it in his face. And he was just really pissed off. and walked out. I made the whole thing up, but <laughs> the joke is he, um, he, he, yeah, it's like a running joke that he like checks his stats. So like, he loves stats and he scores. He's good inside. Got a bit of an outside game as well, but it's a contested ball, the tackling, you know, his man doesn't get away from him that easily. Um, yeah, I would, I think he's 122 post by last year. I don't see why he can't do the same from here on out. So I think he's top five mid and I would get him if you can. And also um uh, Matt Crouch is like this 30 useless possessions up for grabs at the Crows now. So like he's out the team. I don't think he'll be back for a while, to be honest. So I would grab him. All right. So he's also got the middle by... Right,
0: um, with Mills, and it's yep. also more expensive, um, just comparing a and b, who would you rather have lead and N-O, N-O Mills lead mm-hmm. yeah, pretty much Man. look, I was
2: going to ask the question, like it's only thirty k difference if that doesn't affect you, why not why not go Mills if you like him like me I think durability I think, I think I'd
0: rather go Laird, <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, I know everyone will. I was just about to say, he's the most traded in primo, currently. So, uh, yep does doesn't surprise me. Um, I, I think like a lot of a lot of wow, last wow, week.
0: It's very close. I'm looking currently at lead 4300. Yeah, it's like 4200. So, yeah, oh, Dusty's tracking the wow. too. Yeah. Wow. Um. All right. Uh. Then we've got a couple of cheaper options here with uh different buys. Well, they got the last buy. So we've got. Uh, Brayshaw at 557 with 100 break even, and then Petraka at 570, k with a 99 break even. So, very similar spots and, and very heavily discounted compared to the other two. Uh, and let's start with you. Do you see either Brayshaw or Petraka as top 10 or potentially even top eight? And who of these would you be leaning towards if someone was going to trade in a round 14 premium? Um.
2: I've like got to. I've got to describe it like this: with the first two guys we just talked about in these two, the head says uh, Rory Laird and the heart says Callum Mills, and then the head says Patracker and the heart says Brayshaw. That that's what it is, really. Like it's got to be Patracker. I'm a non-owner of both. I don't really see how I go Brayshaw over Patraka. Like, tracks had a couple of down games, and he's still averaging more. I mean, obviously Brayshaw's had his, but he's also had a one eighty. But uh, I got north this week. Like <laughs> Frio, the, the perform the performance on the weekend really. I don't know. It just didn't fill me with a lot of confidence. But I'm sure they'll bounce back. Um, but yeah, I mean Brayshaw was, he had like six kicks or something, seven kicks, and they just. I don't know. Bro- Brody was the only one really doing doing most of the work in there, which is which says something. Um, but yeah, for me, it's got to be tracker, I think y- you're buying a mid and probably the number one player in the comp by many um, in the number one team in the comp. So I, I think there's just much more safeness and even upside, I guess, with him too. I mean, they still got good, good, a really good fixture mm. coming up as well, whereas ratios might be a, bit, a little bit harder. So I think i got to say Petraka there. George? I'll take Petrarca.
1: I think um, a bit more tested possessions. Um, hits the scoreboard a bit more. It's, I don't think there's a whole lot in it. I don't know. I think I trust Petrarca a little bit more. Here's the history. Back half of last year, it was like 120 plus. Um, just 120. not too sure what to expect from Brayshaw from here on out. Maybe like 110 to 115. Maybe Petrarca can do like 113 to 120 from here on out, something like that. So, yeah, I'll take Cristiano.
0: It's, uh, it's yeah. interesting because if I'd asked this two weeks ago, I'm pretty sure I would have got the opposite answer. Even after last week, I'm pretty sure I would have got the the other other way around, so yeah, um, our I think truck do, is
1: a yeah, he's a bit older, change. a bit more pre-seasons,
0: yeah. So I mean, I think the I would have leaned um slightly Petraka as well, probably for the main reasons um that you spoke about. So he's had the the strong, you know. Back half of last year. So, you know, there's always the hope we can do it again. ratio has been a little bit up and down. And then you do have Fife returning. And now it doesn't look like a Brody or a Monday or anyone's going to be dropped. So it's going to be more sharing, you would imagine, which I think probably does hurt Brayshaw a little bit. So, yeah, I'd uh, edge towards uh, Petraka of the two, but I think they're both good options. Uh, all right. Next topic we're going to move on to is. Potential DPP. So for those that aren't on Twitter, Fantasy Freako, who is from Champion Data, has been dropping hints. The Herald Sun guys, who I think have been writing a couple of articles due to come out, have been dropping some hints as well. It looks like there's potentially some really interesting forward options coming at the next Interval. Know, update yeah interval um so they say it's round 12 but it's actually after round 11 so this would happen you know Before basically the, the week of the first buy for the week of the first buy and the three names that people are talking about are bailey smith so 523k mid currently 71 break even bontem pelly another mid who would also be eligible for in the forward line 573k 97 break even and then potentially even max gone given the Played, I think, more forward time again on the weekend. So 639k with a massive break-even 221, as George mentioned. Do you think we're going to be getting any or all of these for forward line DPP? And
2: if so, does that make the must-haves? I think we will get at least one, maybe two. Um, Baz, what had was it two weeks ago? 60% forward time, George. So like.
1: Yeah, he was already on track and he had like a 61% forward time game. So he'd be on track.
2: And again, think, this week he was a bit forward. Yeah, I think someone worked it out and they're like... 47% around, forward time. 47% yeah. forward time this week, yeah. He's going to get them. I think they're both around 40% on the season, maybe just a little bit more. Someone worked it out. So obviously two they, weeks ago, but... yeah. So they're, I mean, they're close, but it. if they had two games where they played purely midfield,
0: yeah, they'd, they'd, probably they'd lose it. Um, so I guess the interesting thing here is like, you know, I'm, I've am i got a little bit of flexibility. I could probably trade in a, a mid-round um, premium or a, a last-round premium. So, you know, looking at someone cheap like a Brayshaw, or I could look at someone like a Bailey Smith and take the risk on him, given that he's break-even slow, and then hope that he gets the forward DPP. Is this a risk you'd be recommending people, or is this a little bit too out there? Because the downside is, i trade in Bailey Smith, he doesn't get DPP in two weeks, and I'm stuck with an underperforming MA.
2: Right. So you've got to weigh up how underperforming will it be. So he's 111 average right now. Yeah. He's has four sub tons. He his floor is quite good because he is getting 30 touches every week, no matter what. It's just his ball use. So it was good on the <sighs> weekend, and he goes 140. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They also so- have a really dogs have a nice matchup the next couple of weeks with Gold Coast and, and West That's Coast, which I don't know. Part.
2: Yeah. So I don't you don't know if that uh, helps or hurts. Uh, it, it means you really if you want to risk it, you get him now because um with the low break even after a big score, you know, a couple one twenties, which you probably mm. expect maybe around that from these matchups, he's he's almost six hundred K. So when he gets forward status, he's six hundred K. Um and that maybe entices you to get him now at five thirty. So ah, uh, yeah, it's coming more into my calculations, but it is a it is a risk. I'd what do still you think do on it. that.
1: I think he's going to get it. I think there's an article coming out At tomorrow in the Herald Sun. Yeah. So I think he uh, yeah, faded to give it there. More. So, um, oh, yeah. oh sorry. Oh good. Um, yeah, I would grab it. I think he's going to get it. Herald Sun article coming out tomorrow. Maybe they tell us the percentages. I don't know, but he looks like he's going to get it. Um, and like in terms of like are they must haves? Well, this is where if you've saved trades, you got to. You know, some people are going to be stuck with like butters, maybe cogs, um, in the forward line. And butters, by the way, Tom and Ground has dropped a lot, like seventy percent last three weeks. So we maybe speak about that later. Um, but yeah, you can grab a dogs mid in the forward line because basically I think there it's hard to see him not getting it apart from McRae. Just because we're looking at the team sheets last week and the forward line is three mids: Ace, Cordy, Norton, and Buku Kamas. <laughs> it's like they don't have any forwards at the moment. So like they have like Riley West on the bench. So they're gonna get him pretty sure and then Gorn, uh i don't know i think he'll be pretty ball line and it'll depend on the next two weeks because he did play a fair bit forward um the knee game uh, last week yeah yep so um and he was already like 29 30 something like that beforehand so he wasn't too far off but yeah also worth noting that the player needs to play six games so buku Khamis is not going to get DPP. if anyone's wondering um, oh, is that the rule for second time round? Yeah, I think that's, uh, Tim. That's funny, Tim said it. Yeah, yeah, it
0: tweeted Cause, it. So because I'm sure there's been players that got got it off just two games or something for the first one. Um, which I is I think less the second enough. one means yeah, it's yeah. To be six. yeah, yeah. I but, don't know, that, but it's, that's more than yeah, half That's So yeah. strange. Um. Yeah, it'd be great if we like got clarity for next year on exactly what <laughs> yeah, the just, what the rules were. It's not that it matters too much because you get what you get. But like you know, for nerds just like us, that spend yeah. way too much time thinking about. It'd be nice to be able to plan with that. Uh, yeah, and I guess like the thing with Gordon is he's a bit of a must-have, regardless, right? Like he's either going to be one of the top two rucks or the probably the top forward. Um, so, a yeah. bit of a must-have either way. It's not 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 like you're going to trade. Change your trade plans based on whether he gets TPP or not. S- um, S- now, sorry. Now, I, I did miss there were two that were missing from this list after watching GWS Carlton, the one you we did watch. Crips and Tom Green, are they going to get mid rock status? <laughs>
1: I'm not sure what's going on there, but uh, probably not.
0: That was like all time. What the hell's going on? Yeah. <laughs> and like Crips' score suffered as a result. And he was actually the one that could ruck of the two of them. Well, yeah, anyway. Yeah. All
1: right. A- Brought a tear to Luke Beveridge's eye on, Just that.
2: before we go, yeah. the DP those DPPs, they all must have if they all get it.
1: If you've got the trades, yeah. I think you've got to plan around it. I oh, yeah. I don't trust Spudders from here on out, nor do I trust Cogs.
0: I would say yes, because they're like Bailey Smith and Bond. Like, let's say yeah. 110 average. 15 to 20 points on these guys. And so. and then Gorn is going to be, what, a 115, one whatever. And like, so Luke Park is probably one of the better forward options at the moment. He's like a one or two. You know, you've got it's going to be like four or five dogs here. It's going to be Dunkley, <laughs> English, Bailey Smith, Bonson Pelly, Gorn, and got up?
2: Have an absolute liberty yeah. you so law. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Like, gone, gone, looking on the outside, looking in. So, <laughs> honestly, like, this is where if you save trades, you may actually end up getting a big advantage because mm. you end up upgrading Luke Parker, Cogs, Butters uh um, not Parker. Heaney. Parker's alright. Um, the others. Oh well, yeah, probably not Parker. Like he'd be. You hang on, and maybe like uh, Heaney'd be fine as F six. Heaney, but almost everyone else it. we talk talk about or people have upgraded to, you could just flip them for these dogs players. It's it's crazy.
1: It's so crazy. Yeah. So I'm thinking Heaney's like F F two F three, and now he's like I don't think he's going to be top F6, six anymore. Eight. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is beyond wildest that dogs
0: have had that many mids be eligible for forward, but still score like midfielders. This is, yeah, unheralded. Because um, they're right. all
1: 130, 120 players, and they just yeah drop down Do you, to a bit lower because of the I team guess, they're in. I guess this is thinking into the future a little bit, but
0: if you had all of them eligible for the forward line next year, it's almost going to make the year really hard to play because you're going to want to pick just dogs forwards because they'll play mid, and they're all going to have the yes, same yeah. buy. So it's, it's going to be such a weird year. But anyway, let's see how we go when we get... Boom, we get there. We're already planning ahead, aren't we? I know that's a bit rough.
2: Yeah, um, well,
0: we need to. All right. Into the defense. Uh, there's a few a few odd players we should be talking about here. So uh, do we want to talk with the good trading options from last week or the perennial underperformer? Where do you want to start?
1: <laughs> Just start, we'll start, with, start with, with a woodfield. Oh, yep.
0: <laughs> So, yep, played like it was Cameron's farewell game, just the 43. Now, um, for, the Thanks, limited part, for the limited yeah. part of the game I did get to watch, I didn't actually cite Whitfield, apart from maybe like one um, kick mark received out of like a kick in. He, did he, was he parked forward for the whole game? I think so, yeah. And he was invisible the whole game?
2: Yep. And didn't when he touched
0: him. the ball, did he look okay? He just didn't get any opportunity?
2: He had a good pretty much two-minute patch in like the second yeah, quarter, nice, maybe. Nice. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so <was>
0: <laughs> um 43, obviously a terrible score, but that's in the past. 112 break-even, and he plays West Coast this week. Uh trader holds.
1: Hold. If
2: you can, I mean you got a hold, I guess, but yeah, I don't know, man.
1: Break even a 112. I think that's not nowhere near as bad as Cog's 150 break even or whatever it is. So I think it's just hold. Yep, yeah, I think as as much West as it coach. sucks,
0: new coach... Let's see where he gets played. Worst team in the league, even if it's a bad role, he can score at least okay, you'd imagine. And if you don't like what you see after this week, then trade full force to fix your buys. Otherwise, uh, you might might be able to hold him. Uh, geez, that's been a pain and the half this year. All right, um, next. Uh, so two options that I guess um, have slightly different buys. So Dawson, 532k with 73 break-even and Zorko, 550k, 92 break-even. Uh, both went well. Both turned up, and were both, I guess, pretty popular trade options. In by popular, I mean we traded them in, <laughs> or, we, or we already own them. Um, uh, if you were recommending a defender trade in, who would you have, Zorko or Dawson?
2: Um, Dawson. Is this is like pretty biased answer, but Dawson.
0: Dawson, okay. <laughs> You're gonna get the uh, bias
2: dances. And uh, why
0: Dawson over Zorko? Is it just because of the age and the injury history of Zorko? Is there something else that you you like about? I don't
2: know, roll or
1: yeah. I mean, risk.
2: <laughs> yeah, Zorko got suspended during the buys <laughs> last year, but that didn't really matter. Um, I enjoyed that. And anyway, yeah, go on. Yeah, he scored 170 the next week. Um, I don't know. Yeah, Dawson holds bats. Not to roll. trade him too. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> probably cost him the win. Um Zorko, I guess his role isn't still like solid set week to week, but he can score in, in probably all of them really. But yeah, I just trust Dawson what he's in his prime, but you know, doesn't have all the other risks associated with him. So yeah. Gotta be yep. Dawson for me. I mean, I like have different buys. So again, look at that. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think they're both good options depending on your buy structure. I'd probably prefer Dawson. Uh, he also had the massive run home at the back end of last year. So a little bit like Petraka. If he repeats that form, then he probably still presents value. But I mean, we know Zorko went nearly one ten in this role last year. Um, so that also presents a bit of value. I don't think you can go wrong. Probably just go for who suits your buys. are well,
1: saying right. before, just quickly on Zorko. Um, apparently he's like leg is fine now. So they were saying on the broadcast that it was, there's like a scar tissue injury that he was playing with, and that's like all cleaned up now. They're like praising the Brisbane Medicos, and now he's like, he's good to go. So that injury risk at the start of the year should not be there anymore. One that we is isn't in the list but has been talked about
0: last couple of weeks is Bailey Dale. So 550K, um, 106 average, went 113. Every time I seem to turn on a dog's game, despite there being so many mids that can rack up the points, he still finds a way to be getting kicks out of the uh, out of the back line. Is he a, a decent option?
2: I think he is, just middle by again. So, you know, if you want a Stewart or something, but of course, Stewart's very expensive. But, you yeah, know, Eric Bay's an awesome option. He's he's the alpha down there now. Got all the kick-ins. Well, not all, but most. Um, yep. And most of the ball down there. So, yeah. Yep. And then i'd say just quickly like the other options
0: that uh people would be looking at someone like a sicily or a stewart or actually most people have sicily it's just me but these guys are priced <laughs> too expensive so i'd be waiting on them and then um some of the other popular options like doherty sinclair short uh, all have the first buy so i'd be waiting on those until to, to upgrade once their buys have been done all right uh forward line uh we've got some more underperformers here to talk about uh who had polar opposite games on the weekend in cogs and butters so you had some people trading cogs some people trading butters and i'll tell you what in a one-week sample those that traded cogs did much better cogs is now 429k with 146 break even and butters 420k that's pretty neat with the 91 break even uh boys how are we feeling about these two what are we doing with them this week uh and let's uh let's get us started and and cards on the table do you
2: own one or both Got both, got both. Still not overly impressed with both. Um, obviously, Cogs is really disappointing. Uh, but it's just, he scored like 20, 30 points at a time, it felt like, in maybe you know three intervals and then still didn't do mo- much for the rest of the game. Just a bit of an easy kill on North. So it doesn't really fill you with more confidence. Not that it would have, should anyway. But um, yeah, again, just totally depend on those DPPs. If we get all of them, like these guys got to go, I think. Um, as far as who I would turf first, I want another week of data with GWS before I decide on that.
1: Um, Cogs break even 146.
2: Yeah. If you want to go this week, you go Cogs. Are you happy
1: to, if it fails, are you happy to take a price drop? uh,
2: Yeah. I mean, I've got to do other things, but I honestly, if someone had to make the call, then yeah, I'd go Cogs. Yeah. I, I envisage that both of these guys will probably have to go at some point anyway, just what I'm gathering with the DPPs and how they look to be not almost, but close to certainties with the percentages. So, yeah. Um So I have both. I traded Lipinski. Uh,
1: damn it. So <laughs> Pernilio, well. yeah, I don't know. Don't make trades in the last 10 minutes. Um, so, I said you would after that video, I knew you would change. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I, I wasn't set at all. week. I kind of like just kept putting it yeah, off anyway. Um, yeah. so Cornelio, I watched him and I thought I was watching 2021 20, cogs to be honest. Like, he got a few CBAs early and then he copped a really, really bad knock. Um, like a knee was a knee to some, the back, yeah, yeah, I saw yeah. It, and he right, just yeah. like it dropped him, he wasn't in a good way. And then I didn't actually watch the rest of the game after that. I well, after the third, uh, three quarter time. But I looked at his score and it did not change. He got scaled up two points. So it was on like 35 half time, finished on 35, and then got scaled two points. So um, CBAs were 23 again, but again, new coach coming in. Well, I think we still got Hopper to come back later in the year. I think they just keep him in this role, but I don't know for sure. Um, In the midfield, he was, I don't know. He was panicky. He was fumbly. He was not composed. I, his ability to actually get the ball at stoppage was okay, um, even though he didn't do it much. like He looked okay getting it, but it was the disposal that was quite poor. But you know he's had a good year. He's had a good preseason. But which Cogs... Like, Is this what Cogs is now? Is he just not like a good midfielder? Because I think his first two games, he only scored... I think his average was 90 across two games when he had like the 50-plus CBAs. But I guess it's not really a big enough sample size. So uh, I think I want out... Um, I think he's probably like 90% trade if you have the trades to get them to the dog's mids. It's just like a money management thing. If you're in a position where you can't get them, most people should be able to at least get one. Um, Then it just kind of depends if you, you know, Cogs, I don't know, he might go like 85 to 90 for the rest of the year. Is that like okay with you? Probably not. It's a pretty big upgrade to Bont or Baz. So um, I'll probably cash him in this week. And then um, I just didn't didn't really pass the eye test this week, but he's been okay the past few weeks, but I haven't really seen him much in the midfield. And if he's getting 20% CBA, he's, it's just not going to work. It's going to just be 85 to 90 average. So I'll probably cash him in, but I'm definitely not against holding because there is a new coach coming in and just very awkward timing of this. So um, are you planning to cash him in this week, JD? Uh,
0: so... The problem I've always had with cashing in day costs, uh, sorry, with uh, Whitfield Cogs, all these types, is that it hasn't let me get an extra premium in most weeks, and I think I'm still going to be in the same situation where I'd be trading them instead of like a day cost. So I guess the question is, like, would you rather have Cogs and risk the upside versus downside, uh, or like have someone like a day cost that has the better buy that might leak some cash as well? Um, and so that's like. Always been the hard part for me to make a decision on. I've probably got this wrong over and over again. I should have just been trading the premiums rather than getting rid of my rookies. Like weird world, um, but I think for the same reason I'd hang on to Whitfield is the same reason I'd probably hang on to Cogs, which is new coach West Coast. Like there is a world where he gets one forty this week mm, or one fifty yeah. this week. I think it's a low risk. Like I'm not. I'm not like you. You know. I think it's like oh maybe it's like five percent or or less um and i even had like a 150 earlier this year i think when they beat up gold coast i want to say it was yep um so it's definitely in him especially if he gets put in the right role and all that type of stuff um but i can also see why people would trade him this week especially if they've already got rid of a lot of the other rookies um so I guess like we, we're talking about Cogs and Butters here. The other option that has the same buy and also has the same DPP is Nick Martin, who's now at 396K. So similar price, only 30K difference between these three um, with, I don't know, probably slightly better break even at 86. Um, would you trade Cogs and Butters over Nick Martin?
1: I would probably trade Cogs first. Uh but just, for, just for money
0: reasons or would you
1: think he's going to yeah. score better score the worst
0: of the three as well?
1: I don't know, I Can't. it's hard to predict. <laughs> it's just the, the fixture and the break even just make this call so hard.
0: Yeah. Um and
1: the coach as well. Exactly. Like, so if the
0: coach didn't change it was just like one good West Coast game like whatever like I'll just take take
2: whatever point loss but I'll save the money. Pro yeah. he's selling cogs a bit short, he's played pretty well. Like, he's he has two poor for the guys. role
0: he's had, for the role he's had, he's Correct. been pretty good. Yeah. And until the last two weeks, he was probably still one of the better cash cows in the yeah, in the mid uh, sorry, in the forward line, right? Like, he'd done his job for what, what you pay okay, start. it's all like he's planning a pick or anything. But if you're
1: holding this week, are you planning yeah. to trade him at any point? Yeah, I cogs, see a point. Yeah,
0: so yeah, like, I guess the thing is with Cogs, Butters, and Martin in the forward line, I was planning on trading one of them before the buy. I was hoping it would be Nick Martin and Butters and Cogs would come good. And then if you get all these DPPs in the forward line, then you upgrade them later, right? Like luxury upgrades towards the back end of the year, especially given that um, in their next three games, so GWS have West Coast, which is amazing, Brisbane, then the bye, and then North. So you've got three really good games coming up. So I was hoping that I'd be able to hold through that point. And then after that North game, dogs are coming off the bye, swans are
2: coming off the bye, trade them out then. Yeah. I think what George is saying is like, let's say they all these DPPs come, perfect world, we want all of these guys gone, don't we? Yeah. So if, yeah. if Cogs is going, eventually why not get rid of him now before you lose more cash? That's what you're saying, isn't it, George?
1: If you're planning to get the dog smits in, in the forward line, get it rid of him now.
2: Mm. I He's guess it's leak. kind of maybe for, it depends who? who you...
1: For who? Uh, so, so Downgrade to other... Greg Clark and put Clark in, mate. That's what I'm doing. No, so Cogs is in your
0: forward line though, right? So you, you're realistically, there's no last by forwards that are good options. And most people are already struggling for middle by...
2: Uh, forwards. Yeah. What's it do to on field, George? I didn't actually watch your video. So okay. I Sorry. I will. <laughs> so, so if you've got, I guess, like, That's for okay. those that have Connor McDonald in
0: their midfield, or like, they could swing them forward and upgrade cogs to someone in the midfield, which would make sense. It suits their buy. But it's not like there's many
1: good options to upgrade him to in the forward line either at the moment. Yeah, what's F6, yeah. George? What, what did you do? What, what Nick Martin, you- F6, Greg Clark, M8. you got seven mids.
2: Yeah, because so it works forward, for me. Yeah. 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 If they're on the, on the forward line, like, so like yeah, through, I, like, what do you do? You uh,
1: I don't pretty, know. <laughs> I should I should I feel a third
2: mate scoring buddy seventy. Yeah.
1: I think maybe it's okay to hold. Like he's it's he's got it in him and new coach and everything. It's just trying to maximize cash. So even though I just got about to lose like eighty K on corn in two weeks. Um yeah. Yeah.
2: It's a hard one he's broke even a reset by the north game so like if you're holding this week you're holding through till then and you're just hoping he has a decent score in there to sort of get back yeah. up yeah. so yeah okay so it sounds like just to wrap it up there's not an
0: obvious trade or hold decision on cogs it comes down to team trades plans money and basically who you could be swapping in for that position or who you'd be trading in, how it affects your buys. And team-by-team team scenario, absolutely go for it if it works for you, uh, but don't force it as a trade or a hold. Yeah. All right. Um, rookies, I um, must be missing things because it looks like there's some defender rookies we have as downgrade options <laughs> this week for the first time <laughs> since, what, O'Driscoll in like round four. Um boys talk me through them we've got uh let's start with rory thompson the mature age gold coast defender 123 or 124k he's averaged hasn't been great over the first two games so just 44 and a half negative 16 break even plays the dogs this week thoughts on him as a option to downgrade to
1: so the point of getting a defender downgrade is i don't think we need their cash um their job Maybe you do, but I don't. Uh, their job uh, is to play through the buys and hopefully cover for the rest of the year. I think Thompson can do that. So I was originally leaning to Karmas, but I have a feeling he goes out when Bruce comes back, who's listed last week was listed as four to five weeks. So I, you assume around fourteen or fifteen or something. Uh, Bruce comes back because so they have the buy around thirteen. No point bringing him in before that. It'll be somewhere after around thirteen. And yeah, probably need a karma's playing um so i'm think he'll hold his spot i know uh we got young spice in the discord he's a Gold Coast supporter somehow they exist (laughs) and he said he's getting thompson so i think it's uh yeah hopefully you don't have to field him other than the first buy round but uh decent job security probably gonna average 45 ish for the year Again, like his dream team scoring is just atrocious, like five disposals and seven disposals, but it's the 1% is the spoils. Um, I was reading Gold Coast big footy board. They were saying like it really frees up Ballard having him in the team. They like think he's played really well. So um, I think Buki will outscore him though over the buys, which is the interesting thing. And that's like points that you need. Um,
2: you said it so- at the start, it's Thompson, if you're just going to sit him at D8 and need him as emergency cover. If you yeah. want, if you envisage that you might need this player's cash, then you go Buku because yeah. you should be locked in for the next month playing games. Should score better, you would assume. Um, dogs have some mm. easy games. He's kicked three goals in the weekend. I don't see why he can still kick some more goals. Like, they have no targets, man. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, they're thinking inside in, forward 50 target <laughs> at the I guess, uh, like, they've got West Coast in two weeks. So, yeah, maybe, so like maybe feels like got boots. a big score. Maybe he gets to, you know, 200 and something K and you need to cash him. But if you don't need to cash them,
0: and I, it's pretty funny because, like, isn't there a chance that Thompson plays on Karmas this weekend?
2: I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Potentially, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the matchup. Um, yeah, like, I, I guess the thing is, even though Thompson has scored worse over the first couple of games, the like, he's been out of footy for a long time. Mm. So you'd imagine well, playing, him playing AFL is going to take a, a little little time to get up to speed. Um, but like defender role is generally like pretty decent for, for super coach scoring. Although in, um, like Thompson's past, I think his career best years have been like, I don't know, mid sixties or something like that. And then he's hasn't really got that close since, but I mean, I, I think, you know, fifty fives is kind of what we'd expect for Thompson. Calmness is a forward, even in a good side, it's pretty hard to, to average that as a, um. As a, like as a new forward into the line, so I don't I don't know if Cummins is really that much better for cash generation unless he has a, a massive week. So, I like I like the job security of Thompson.
1: Yep. so we go on Thompson. I think I'm going Thompson this week.
0: He's four k cheaper if it helps too. <laughs> All right, Make there's those, a yeah. there's one option in the midfield this week, and it's the really obvious one for anyone that hasn't gotten him the number one rookie for this week, and that is Greg the Leg car, Clark. From West Coast, mature age midfielder, was in all our sides in the preseason, then got injured, but last couple of weeks he's been back and he's been good too. Um, So, yep, anything negative
2: to say about Greg or is it just get him in and let's move on? Get him the hell in. I think he had the second most or third most CBAs, so
0: (laughs) get him the hell in. All right, Watson. And then um, eh, there's a few players that debuted this week, so let's quickly um chat about them and if any of them caught your eye for potential downgrades next week um in defense we actually had two more pop up so Cleary for the dogs who I think was probably the best performer for the week in terms of scoring uh did you like what you saw out of him
1: yeah he was yeah, okay I mean, yeah had a few really turnovers, much,
2: but... but when I did he, he hit all his targets so um yeah. yeah
1: um I am planning to get him next week I don't know if he holds a spot or not but I want to cash into Coning. While I can, I'm not sure like what defenders on the horizon, but I guess we'll wait and see on team sheets the next two weeks and we can decide from there. Um, but yeah, he's uh taking in the draft last year. Uh, he was overlooked in the draft before, so he's like a little bit older as well, which kind of helps. Um, but he yeah, has a decent intercept game, um, generally a good use of the ball, can find the ball a bit, I think, average in the 60s somewhere in the VFL. It's a bit easier for defensive uh, for scoring in, in defense from the VFL to translate into AFL than it is as a forward. Like you know, roses getting like one hundreds in VFL, it's just not going to happen in uh, AFL. So yeah. Uh, and then next uh, we have uh,
0: Brody Kemp, who's a little bit more expensive, one fifty seven k. Scored a fifty six on the
2: weekend. Any love for Kemp? I actually think he might hold his spot. I don't know what you got. What you think, George? But. Um... I think Lewis Young was health and safety protocols. I don't think Blues fans rate him much anyway. Um, and look, Zach Williams is in the like for like, but he's out for a long time. So he might hold his spot, but he's 157K. So that hurts a bit.
1: I'm not interested in paying 150K for a downgrade option who I'm not going to need their money afterward. So, I mean,
0: the, the interesting one here is like if you were to go for someone at that price, Cooper Hamilton this week's 157k. You'd mm. rather get him right. It's the same buy, he plays a better role, and it looks like he's got better job security, right? So,
1: yeah, but yeah. Kemp's defender.
0: Yeah, no, um, it's true. It's true. It's true. But we've got other they, defender options. Like you don't needed to wait for no. Kemp.
1: Yeah. No. Well, I think what helps with Kemp is the buy round. He is, he plays through the middle buy, I guess, because um, all the other rookies are that middle buy. So. Defense, I guess yeah. maybe you can have another look at him. I think he played defense this game, but I think there's a chance he swings forward to cover for Mackay. That's what he did in the preseason, but just didn't use him that way. Um, but yeah, they trained all preseason in defense. So, um, what, like third year in the system? So it might be okay. Worth another look. Uh, prices just makes things horrible. If it was 123K, then we'll talk about 150. I mean, then again, I paid 123 over one, 102 for Hamilton. So when you put it that way, it's doesn't sound as bad paying 150 but yeah. Uh, And
0: then lastly, uh, Jesse Motlop, uh, small forward for the Blues, debuted, so playing for Nick Martin, who do you know how how long he's out for? Sorry, Jack Jack Martin. Yep. Uh, Inferior uh, Martin. Sorry. Yep. Yep. No, (laughs) (laughs) don't don't worry too much about Motlop. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a small forward anyway. We saw with Riolo this week, like, let's just avoid those best we can. I wouldn't be trading one of those in. Uh okay. That's pretty easy. It's actually, I guess, a little bit scary that there's no real downgrade options next week. For me, that says like waiting Whitfield and Cogs, and then if they still suck next week, fix them then. If there's no rookies is probably like my preferred path where we do have good downgrade options or better downgrade options this week. So uh, all right. Um, just before we get into the popular or well, the Q and A questions this week, I was just noticed earlier that um, one of the popular options for trades in this week was Dustin Munn. So five hundred and nine k. Any any love for Dusty? It's the same first buy. Like who's who, who's got the luxury of doing this? I guess people trading out Cogs or Butters or Nick Martin.
2: He's going to uh, be more of a
1: Ford now, right? I know,
2: Dust, Dusty lovers that are trading him in are big league players. <laughs> They're the OGs that love him from yesteryear. You can't trade him in, man. No, no way. He only had 37% CBAs
0: on the weekend. Like he's, yeah. Okay, cool. Easy. Yep. Asked and answered. All right. Here we go. Discord questions are always interesting. Um, Sorry if I accidentally pick up some of the troll questions. Inevitably hard to filter those out. We've got an interesting assortment of characters that fill our Q&As each week. Uh, First up, it's just two words. And George, I think that's directed at you, Jackson Hatley.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's hard because I have to pick between Led, Brayshaw, and Hatley as my last premium <laughs> midfielder. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, if it helps, Hatley is just 240K. That is yeah. have a bit of a left over. I have what to a spend about,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's going to take me about four hours to come up with all the receipts for the Hatley haters. Yeah, so, he said yeah, this yeah, last night, uh, George is looking for receipts because he played one good game out of 50.
0: <laughs> George, you turned into a hater as well. You can't. you don't even have right to the receipts.
1: You burned He them. had groin <laughs> issues last year, oh, and we used him as a tagger, and then we freed him up the second half, Carlton played well, and then just Brisbane, I think it was 27, 29 touches, good overhead, marks up forward. Oh, I think we've found yeah. the next NAT five. No, uh, we don't. reminds uh, me
2: of a young Patrick Cripps. <laughs> I, know right, don't uh, our, I know we don't enforce fan footy because we've got our own footy scores, but he put it up, mate. Blue Moon. <laughs> he put it right next to his name. Blue Moon. <laughs> Doesn't he? Didn't he watch him at GWS
1: three years ago? He put three <laughs> of them in a row. <laughs> in the anyway. right, It's actually um, not the worst place. He's too expensive at this point of the year. Yeah. He'll hold right, his spot. So-
0: Next question we've touched on a little bit, but we'll, let's just go for a yes or no. Is it all right to go early on Bont in anticipation of his DPP? Yes or no? <sighs>
2: yes, but let's wait for that article tomorrow. I think we need to I wait.
1: Baz is a bit in front of Bont, I would imagine. Not sure. Yeah, let's wait for the article. It's hard to I mean, know. I think Baz's
0: scoring might be a touch better, but Bont's probably more likely to get the forward eligibility. So a little bit of trade-off
1: <laughs> there. Do we Baz's break-even is much lower.
2: Do, do we actually think that? Like, Bont is a guy that could just go and just, you know, the 80% CBA is full-time midfielder, and it wouldn't surprise you, right? I guess he has to cover the forwards. But whereas Baz, I think like he can stay half-forward. He can come up, push up, and just do what he does. The, the one thing I will say is, like,
0: the Dogs have been struggling to get the right mix of, like, where their mids go. Like, you know, if they've played McRae out some weeks on the wing, they've played Bont in the forward, like, what you know, Dunkley in the forward line as well. The week just gone is probably the best they've looked in about a month. So you would think, yeah. with any normal coach, that they would persist with that, right?
1: <laughs> I mean, I know
0: this is well, it's of Bevo, just but... a list.
1: In uh, I know we blame Bever a lot, but the list is so unbalanced. Um, yeah, I don't know. Half the salary cap is like probably eight players yeah. in the midfield. So, yep, I actually agree. Um, with you and you, it was a pretty easy kill on Colling with non fence calling supporters, but their midfield, apart from Chris, just got slaughtered the entire night. So. Um, and yeah, Darcy Cameron couldn't even comprehensively beat um, Sweet. So, uh, yeah, I just I'll wait and see what the mix is because Bond did have one game of like 73% CBAs. I think it dropped a little bit this game, but yeah, it's just who knows what's going to happen going forward. I wouldn't go early. No, I think because he's currently five, 75 80s. So I don't think he'll go up too much more. It's yeah, hard to have Baz such a massive silver. Yeah,
2: you can grab it at discount now. Yeah,
1: because Baz and Trelaw weren't getting this much midtime last year, and even Libra as well at times. They're using Libra like he's almost leading CBAs as well.
2: So Is, isn't isn't Trelaw sub five hundred? <laughs> yeah, like he, he he's won't get still disrespected. disrespected okay, about,
0: he's the one but that, like. yeah. he, he's already a forward as well. Should
1: we yeah. do a dog's podcast? Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yep. Oh, that's what preseason will be next year. Honestly. Um, <laughs> so if you own whitfield and cogs what would you do with them uh i think we've like already asked and answered so play around with different permutations of trades all this week and if trading them out gives you something super cracked and you love it do it if holding them seems to work better for the week and you want to risk it on the new coach and then playing west coast then that also seems reasonable uh Zach Merritt, potential M eight post buy, could drop as low as five hundred and twenty K with good history. George, we're talking about Steel being the one we were eyeing off to finish our M eight position um, after coming off that first buy. Is Zach Merritt that someone could, you know, replace um as that downgrade option?
1: I actually think it's okay as your M8 because he had that poor game this week. He got concussed. No, no, he got like a head knock or something, and That's he a just was not Parker, right. Yeah, something it, it, like that. It was a
0: hip and shoulder to the chin. It was row bottom, I'm, I'm
1: pretty sure. Yeah, uh, a yeah. week for it, sorry. Yep. Um, so the thing is, he's your upgrade target Like after the buy. Uh, he is the first buy. So if you're not getting him then, there's probably not much point because you get that extra points during that buy round. Uh, it went 115 like two years in a row, I think, I want to say. Maybe it was 110 and then 115. It was 115 last year for sure, yeah. But he's been Maybe- like, pretty consistent around that. Just outside or just on the M8
0: kind of territory,
1: yes. So for 500k, it's actually not the worst play. Well, I think you I don't know, low 500s, so it's okay if you can afford Lead, um, and like others, Mills, if you can somehow afford that, and probably just skip him. But if you're looking for a cheap M8, uh, I would pick Merit. I'm gonna grab him in other formats as soon as his buys finished because he'll be cheap. Um, but this format, I probably not, but I actually don't hate it. I'm actually half thinking about grabbing him at that price as yet well. and mate, if I end up paying up for Lead because I think he's probably in the M ten to M fourteen range. Mm-hmm. Like Parish is definitely better, but he's going to be 100k more. So, um, just depends on your budget. Yeah, so if he's uh, in your budget, I guess then yes. If not, then no point. Yep. All right. Yeah, I I must say don't hate as an
0: option. I mean, if he gets like. Couple of hundreds the next two weeks, he probably bottoms out around low 500s just, just after his buy, which is you're going to be hard pressed to find anyone that's that cheap with that higher scoring ceiling coming off that first buy. So, yeah, I think it's a really good shout. Um, all right, is Darcy an option to trade in this week? Only Rucka can afford. Uh, and this might be a question for you, mate. Um,
2: very Look, disappointing
0: is- week after the highs of the one just gone.
2: Yeah, he is, but um, he's really going to drop in price unless he goes and smashes Darcy Cameron, which to be honest is a very high possibility because which did two weeks ago. And then Jordan sweet was, you know, probably on top of him as well. So yeah. yeah and he hasn't yeah, played yeah. 40. Yeah. So yes, but you could probably save yourself 40 to 50 K if you wait, but I don't, if that doesn't matter, then I'd, I'm more than happy saying go this week. I say go for
0: it. I, I I reckon Freya's gonna bounce back big time. He'll smash Cameron this week. He'll get a bit of a rocket for getting beaten from wits. I see a yeah. 140, 150 on the cards, honestly. Yeah. And then like he's not gonna lose much cash and you missed out on a 150. So yeah, yeah, that's a huge score to project. But if you need a ruck and he's who you can afford, I'd still go for it.
2: Yeah. He has gone the week after. It's so, you know, a little bit annoying there. And then yeah, I mean, around his buy, his fixture is ridiculous. So Maybe you can wait if you care about cash, but no no problem getting him now. Yeah. All right. Next question uses the forbidden
0: words Is Laird a must have? <laughs>
1: um, that's the meme we've got at Discord. We do the siren yeah, whenever yeah. someone yeah. says a must have. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the alert, the siren. It's like yeah. the most overused term is a um, must have. Yeah, <laughs> well, I think start playing the siren because I think he is, because he's top four mid, I think top five mid. He, Again, I was saying before, he went 120 plus after his buy. That's what he's doing now. There's more possessions up for grabs in that Crows midfield. Unless, of course, uh, Haley, Haley and Barry are actually doing quite well. Um, well okay, well, Hayley's played one game, but Barry's actually been really good the past three games. So, um, and oh, did we say the fixture of the Crows? They play North twice, oh, West Coast yeah. twice, and no Jack still this week in St. Kilda. So, and yeah, Led will always get the pill. Like, it doesn't matter who, good team, bad team, priority is stat padding. So, yeah, I, yeah, I think, think he, he does try
0: to win games as well,
1: but he does like, yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, he loves stats and he just gets them. So, like, I'm, un- I'm underselling him, but uh, no, he's good, play, but, like, really good. But he just that last, pads at the same last time.
2: like, 20, last 24 games, it's like 18 plus, 18 games, 30 plus, and then the others 25 to 30 like he hasn't got under 25 in the season in so he always gets a pill yep Um, yep so i wouldn't say must
0: have but very very good option and i would probably have him as a top eight so yep. Uh, all right mitch duncan's role and scoring potential i guess a little bit of a victim of having that middle buy as well but just quickly on this it feels like goey by a different name almost he's been inconsistent he's had injury history yes that that role and scoring is good but like even though he's 433k which is ultra cheap the buy is bad and there's you're going to be getting better people than him in that buy. no george correct me if i'm wrong here can either of you see him bouncing back and averaging 110 from here to finish the year 110 no 100
1: I don't care. I'm not getting him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's his role going to be going forward. Are they going to play more behind the ball? Because you don't old know. Man. It can change. It's changed yeah. three times this year. So yep. yeah, too much jubility no. risk next. Oh,
0: yeah. Enough better options. Um. All right, go for an expensive premium like Laird with a worse buy, or go for value like Brayshaw with a better buy. I think the the theme so far has been buy. Is going to be better value and buy is probably.
1: I hate I've this because I went Guthrie over Bont last year because of the buy round and it destroyed my entire season. Yeah, but you went cost Guthrie. Me 400 That's the points. problem. You went Guthrie he though. Got injured the moment I brought him. <laughs> in. <laughs> What's the yes, in, this year, in like hindsight?
2: 90. Yeah, I don't know. <sighs> um, like stuff how you, much does stuff it you mean buy? Better go for lead. <laughs> Not stuff it to where you have sixteen players. Like no. But, yeah, like, don't get him in – don't get Laird in over Barry Shore if you're going to have Buddy 16 playing in the Mm. middle bye because who cares what they average? Even if it's 20 points more, you've you've done yourself out for how many points in that middle bye by not fielding a player. So, yeah, look at your team properly. I think, like, just
0: the other thing, it depends on your trade situation. So, if you go Brayshaw, you can always side swap Brayshaw to Laird. Then, during that last buy, if you're still going to have trades left over, you kind of get the best of both worlds. So, look at that as an option. Um, But yeah, I'd probably lean Brayshaw. I don't think the gap is big enough that you risk your buy for it, uh, especially with the value as well. I guess 130K or something, or 100K, it's not not negligible. All right, um, Sinclair, Doc, or Stewart for last defender. Uh, so for me, I'd probably rank them Stuart, Doc, Sinclair. Do either of you have a different order? Nope. Doc, actually. Stuart, Sinclair. Yep. I thought we might yeah. hear a Eden one, and I think that's perfectly valid
2: as
1: well. All right. Yeah, uh, Stuart. <laughs> he cost them the game on the weekend. He was terrible. Who cares, mate? We play fantasy. We don't uh, play whatever. win. Whatever.
0: <laughs> whatever. Um, Sicily and a, so basically, he's asking Do I trade in Sicily, who'd definitely be a top six, versus Brayshaw, who might not be a top eight? Another
2: guy that cost him the game, anyway. Sicily, um, <laughs> yeah, sis. Give me sis. What's uh, Sicily Brayshaw?
1: LeBron
0: James, Sicily for me, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I've been getting spanked by Sicily all year, so don't listen to me because I probably still wouldn't pick him. All right, <laughs> upgrade to Primos if possible versus waiting till Primos had their buy, even if you can upgrade. So I guess this, like, um, in a world where Steel wasn't injured, right? Would you trade in Steel this week versus waiting until after Yeti's buy? Uh,
1: well, I guess it's assume that assume the price stays the same. Okay, so say your rookie on field scoring 70 and the primo you get in is like 115. So yeah, 45 points a week for the next two or three weeks. Two weeks, 90 points ahead. Mm-hmm. And then that rookie will probably score like 70 in the first buy round. So I think you- if you do the maths, I think it's better to just do the upgrade now. Yeah, uh,
2: I'm not against it.
1: So you get 90 points extra by going the premium for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you'd get the 70 points in the buy lose, round. in the buy anyway so you lose yeah. like 20 points yeah. so that's just like
0: well hold on but like so there's two things there so then you get the 70 points back on the buy so it's only 25 points but then you also miss out on the opportunity cost this week of not doing a different trade that doesn't affect you like that well if you're not upgrading what else are you doing just yeah upgrade, so, i guess yeah so like continue to upgrade but i
1: guess yeah i guess like i don't know Okay, but just like write it down, like w- like work it out on paper. Like if you're not doing an upgrade, what else are you doing? And how does that net you points in the buy round? So I don't know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I guess that if the question is, should I still be upgrading now or waiting until buys, continue upgrading for now. But I probably wouldn't trade in players on the first buy because they're the ones you want to trade in during the middle and last buys. And then also don't, up, uh, like don't upgrade to players now that like seriously negatively affect your buys. I probably wouldn't do that either. Um. Because you should just be fighting for, for other questions. What to do with Cogs already answered. All right, is there any merit in holding Decos until he's by? Like I'd I'd say yes, he's going to bleed cash, but obviously we've been talking about that helps your buys. So if I you don't can think upgrade, break even. Let me have a look. If you can upgrade without like having to trade him,
1: he's seventy five break even. I think he's fine to hold. Yeah. On yep, the broadcast, they said either. he's going to play forward, and then he played back
2: all game. So yeah, I guess Pendles was out, and Fly yeah. didn't really want to give up anything, but. Um yeah same as 65 to 75 possibly
1: do whatever you like
2: I'm yeah. I'm upgrading so he's gone Yeah, we've got a defender rookie on the bubble so I'm taking the chance before we might yep. have none <laughs> if yep. you can do good trades and hold
0: him then he's fine to hold just because he's buy so nice but yeah like just be careful that they play through and he might get parked forward and he could drop like a 40 like that's on the cards and then you have to trade him next week anyway um Uh, Basil bond, I say,
1: um, I don't know, Marcus,
2: Baz, because if he gets a forward, it's, it's, it's stonks and you got him cheap, but bond, because if maybe whatever happens and he doesn't, it's not as bad because he's still going to be averaging very well for, to be a midfielder. If you factor in price, it's. Yeah, I'd say Baz if you factor in price. I know what you mean, I know. Um
1: Yep.
2: Like if it goes so pear shape like, and they keep mid status, okay. you'd rather have Bonk, right? Okay,
1: so say it's round thirty, round fourteen, and you can bring one of them in. Um forget price. Who do you have? want who do you want in your team? Sorry? They're oh, forward i forward they both have forward status. Do you go Marcus. Marcus or do you go Baz? Oh you want Marcus. <laughs> yeah, you want Marcus <laughs> Last year was when is Marcus gonna drop the whole entire year? And he never did. <laughs> he did when the teams were done. So well, anyway. until he did his shoulder.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd say Baz. Right, like right yeah. now, this round. yeah, yeah.
0: All right. Um, So trade underperforming primos like Whitfield or Cogs out or rookies mm-hmm. out first? Which I guess we were kind of already talked about, like would you rather yeah. trade Cogs or Nick Barton this week? If you're and planning on trading like, Cogs anyway, then Cogs. Yeah, yeah exactly. If you're, or if you're definitely trading Cogs this week or next, then probably just trading because of the money. All
2: as right. As long as you're upgrading.
0: Um, Oh, here we go. Here's one.
2: Baslenka versus Ollie Wines. I've seen people bring him in. I think it's like a lot of top teams have Oli Wines because he was what, sub five, was he? Or five? He was like, yeah, under 520 last week.
0: And then he's dropped to 155. So, oh, Mm. man. He's got a 59 break even, which is very nice.
1: I don't know if I want Wines. Rather merit. Oh, I don't know. Is Wines? He played North. He hasn't been scoring that super well apart from this week against North. I don't know.
2: Yeah, probably. I don't, take I don't want
1: to. Baz in the forward line.
2: Yeah, I'd take Baz with the risk. Yeah, yep. he has two scores above one ten this year. Wines.
1: Yep. One was against yep. North. The other was against the Crows. Yep. Yep. I don't. So yeah. I,
2: I'm on board with this. I think uh, Bailey Smith's where to go. Can Correct, be last year? And he averaged one twelve. Baz is averaging that now. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah.
0: So can Brayshaw be top eight from here? I think the answer is yes, but probably none of us have him as like a predicted top Inside eight. Inside of it, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. I have him in thirteen.
0: Yeah. So he could be, but it's probably like not where on average where we'd expect him to finish from here. Um, is Zach Merritt an option? Talked about. Yep. Yeah. Could be cogs or Nick Martin out. Or cogs, Arsenal so it just depends on your situation. How is Laird? Led is good. Is it worth trading in Heaney if you don't have him? I don't think oh. so.
2: No. No.
1: Um he's gonna drop in a bit more on price, probably. So it's I just with 1. I think you wait for here. round wait for round fourteen. Um, if he's all you can afford, then you can go for him. Otherwise, don't bother. You got the Dog smiths right there hmm Uh is oh one of Enos'
0: boys, Sammy Walsh, had a really yeah. nice game on the weekend. Uh is he an option? So 602k, 116 break even against the Swans this week, averaging 115 for the year after pumping out of 149 on the weekend.
2: He's an option. I just don't think he's the best one or close to it. Yep. Really annoyingly because he was that bloody alpha dog last year, and now he's like bloody fourth banana. So, um, yeah, I, th- I mean, I think he's still nursing the ankle, to be honest, and he's playing just a bit more forward, but <laughs> he's still in just in, that insane. He can he can have games like he did on the weekend. So, uh, he's an option. Yes. <laughs> That's I, the question, should, so yes.
0: <laughs> for me, not really. Like at his price and his role, I just don't think he gets close enough to it. As much as I love Sammy Walsh, like I just I wouldn't. I would still take Welsh over Brayshaw. They're interesting. Even even though they're like 50K. with the price difference. <laughs> yeah. 50 K. Wow. Oh, after, okay. after
1: after the buy though. Not now. Yeah,
0: I like Walsh is another one where yeah, you can kinda of wait until after his first buy. CBA's okay. were
1: like
2: twenty this week. There have been yep. like fifty in previous weeks. He's been coming off the half forward flank. Looks kinda of like Baz. Yeah. Just pushing up from stoppage.
0: Maybe that's the like big name that they're talking about that like, could be eligible. Can you imagine you got Walsh as well? Sammy forward Walsh line?
2: forward status. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: um Buka or Thompson, I think I think we're all kind <laughs> of landed slightly towards the Thompson um, side at the moment. And then the yep. last one I can see here is um, Sinclair is an option, but once again, it comes uh, the same answer, which is wait until after his buy. Yep. Yep. All right, I think we got through all the questions. A lot of a lot of good ones in there, but a lot of uh, a lot of similar themes. So I think uh, to wrap up, we should probably quickly go through Vice Captain Captain this week, um, and then maybe just. Do we want to what talk?
2: What we're thinking of doing? We're thinking for trades. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we got the dogs against Gold Coast at Mars. So, McCray's record, I think, at venue and versus the team are pretty good. I'm not really always an advocate for those kinds of stats, but um, dogs seem to be playing early, so he plays the third game of the week. Or oh, you got Cripper on Friday night as well. I mean, a big thing is, do we have a loophole? <laughs> Because if we'll I do get trades, one, I don't. But maybe we get one,
0: yeah. So if you didn't have a loophole and you had to captain one player this week, is it, it Neil be? against Hawthorne?
2: That's who I had it on.
1: Mm, Sam Mitchell likes to put time into some players sometimes. Well or surely that's gave attention to like... after the week
0: just came off.
1: Yeah. Um... No, it's Hawthorne versus Brisbane.
0: Oh, sorry. Oh, jeez. I'm like, yeah. Where's my head at? D's oh, yeah, got so, North. Yeah, right? Neil. Neil yeah. Neil. yeah, sorry. I'm like looking at D's as the other option with uh, them playing North. Yeah. Well, they are. Yeah,
2: they are for sure. Yeah. Okay. I think so, straight like, cap could... and a D because it's safest, I guess. But I mean, that's what I did last week with uh, Oliver. No, I know. Yeah, pick yeah, no, the...
1: yeah, picked the wrong one there. <laughs> think at least I just, go, just go McRae as a straight C if you had to. His CBAs are like in the 60s. Yeah. It's a bit annoying. Not so we might just get like a 115 again.
2: But he straight seed him two weeks ago, mate, and he didn't he scored 90. Uh, How do we feel about the some of the ruck options this week? No, I don't want to go there. Straight what? C Sean Darcy?
0: Yeah, that's worked for him in the past. Or like wits in against sweet if English doesn't get up.
1: Yeah, that's a VC. I actually think I actually think Wits is like the safest
2: VC here, or C. <laughs> as stupid as it sounds, <laughs> Mate, he's it's he dominates. trust. To him. He does, but the, mids, like, though, the mid though, mid battle, yeah. like you think the dogs yeah. might shark a few. Yeah, steals the five pointers. Yeah, I'd probably a Crips indeed. into McRae. That's not bad. Got to get the loop though. That'd be nice. Um. Yeah, he'll be looking at bringing in this week. You set on Laird, George.
1: Well, I have to pick between Brayshaw and Laird. We've been over this, and I'm not. I'm eighty k better sick buy of or picking players because of their buy. <laughs> Just Get me the player, and I'll tank eighty points in the buy. Whatever, hundred points, fine. Get me the player I want. I don't want Brayshaw. You got calf issue last year. Oh. Remember that,
2: <laughs> Doctor Jordan. He's back.
1: He had his calf strapped at training three weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, I know. I and know. free mantle
2: health and safety issues. You got Dicky Knee Petraka in still though. <laughs> and Dicky Knee gone. You got the dude Dicky Knees. <laughs> yeah. The trifecta, the triumphant
1: of knees. Should get a hat instead of what? top gun. I should say hypocrisy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Who are you guys bring in? know
2: Uh it's the Two duos. It's either I can do Mills and Brayshaw, or I can do Laird and Petraka. Or, oh, I, can wow. like, or I can do like, I can do Petraka and Baz and bank 130k as well. You know what I mean? Like, plenty yep. of options. How are you getting to them? So I have 200 and something in the bank already, and then yep. Steel's got to go. And yep. then Dacos, I'm just doing that nice. with. Nice. While getting rid of Owens, who's a dead rookie anyway. So, yeah, perfect. Like fixing yeah. that issue, it's. Dacos has got to go because of it, but Steel's got to go anyway. So,
0: and uh, George, <laughs> who are you looking at
1: for trades? Who are uh, trading out? I mean, um, oh, I got a forward roulette again. I got this one wrong last week. So, I think Cogs just because cash him out. I could go Nick Martin. So part of me wants to hold the only reason why I'm trading Cogs is break even. If his break even was 100, he would be held. Um, Cogs out, and I still got Noddy, so he can go for Rory Thompson. Easy. All right. And I'm currently
0: looking at uh, Dacos, McDonald, and Dill Stevens out. So getting rid of, oh, like, Dill Stevens is in a dead rookie, and Dacos is probably in the, the max. But I could see myself wanting to hold both Dacos and McDonald because the last buy. And then um, ends of Rory Thompson and Greg Clark as the two rookies, and then probably Bailey Smith over Brayshaw at the moment, taking the risk that he gets the eligibility. With uh, Neil, Oliver, and Petrak already in my midfield, probably want to avoid that last buy in an extra premium there as
2: well. Yeah. Um, I am leaning towards that with you, JD. But, yeah, we'll we'll read that article tomorrow, hey? Yeah, we'll
0: see what the percentages are at. Uh, And uh, basically what we'll we'll try and do, and maybe we'll tweet this out from Fantasy Take, is figure out what percent um, forward he needs over the next two games, roughly, to Mm. get there. And if it's, I don't know, say as long as he's more than 20% forward, I feel like that's pretty safe over what we've seen in the last month or two. I'd be surprised if there's any games
2: that had less than that. So, um, yeah. Yeah, because like it's over nine games. So two games won't affect it as much as like... It Correct. Really yeah, you got to wait it. you got to so, wait it. So we'll you know. do
0: some back of the envelope. And if that's looking like a safe gambit, then... I mean, Bailey Smith's already fun to watch. Dog's already fun to watch. Just It, it actually hurts seeing him... Mm-hmm get touches off the end of McRae or whatever and not being able to enjoy them like um, some refined hmm. Bazelinka owners out there can. He only just turned 21 the start of this year, man. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, he's got a big future ahead of him. All right, well, that has been the Fantasy Take TV podcast of the week. Lots, have, uh, lots of ground has been covered. Um, closing words and final thoughts, George?
1: I have a dead leg. I've been sitting on it and I can't move it. So, I'm just going to wait this one out. That's all from me.
0: Riveting podcast material, mate. Thank you, as always, for chipping in. And Eno,
2: all my Shrek lovers will be back on board this week, don't you worry. And the mask will be here and we will enjoy the 180.
0: And for those that have been tuning in for some PMA, the power of positive thinking got Leon Cameron out last week. Now... We're bringing it to the fantasy team. Top gun. We're going to be the top fantasy gun this week. Just wait and see. All right. Thank you all for joining us. We'll see you on the next one.